Welcome and thank you for joining us. You're listening to Nephilim of Sanctuary, a Diablo podcast. We're your hosts, Devin Butler, known in game as Kulana1293. And Colin Horv, known in game as Anukshuk1282. So tonight we're going to talk about the top performing builds in the PTR, which is obviously subject to change as Blizzard moves stuff around. We're also going to touch on the recent ban wave, the retrospective, the first season of set dungeons, and then the whole Diablo expansion versus Diablo 4 debate. But first, let's go over our season goals. So how are you doing on your season goals? Did you accomplish what you intended to? I did. I'm not a big fan of the seasons, but uh, I did set a goal for 800 and to get my Guardian done so I could get my stash tab. Well, my stat, the stash tab comes before Guardian, but I, w- I really wanted Guardian. So I got uh, 800, which I'd never done before, and I got Guardian. And I didn't do it the way I was originally planning because I had originally set out to do the um, eight set dungeons, and that is not at all what I ended up completing. I did the different different sets at uh, 55, I think is what it was. What about you? Did you do any any conquests this season? I don't actually. I got enough far enough to get my pet, and that was it. As it was my first season coming back, I just kind of wanted to get into the swing of it, get the barest level experience, and also get a looting pet because I'm lazy. Tell me, you were about to say you don't actually know what a conquest is. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> ignoring my ignorance, moving on to the news. Um, so season five ends on the Friday after this comes out. That's the fifteenth, and then this the next season starts on the 29th so in a couple of weeks. Um, it looks like they're doing these on Fridays. Is that standard for season? Yeah. Eight? Yeah. Okay. That's that's standard. Yeah. So they set it up so that you can get a nice good weekend in too. Organize all your all your loot, yeah. I'm pretending that's not a thing I have to do. <laughs> uh, so we also have a big ba- uh, botting batwing, or a series of big botting bandwaves. I think we've seen three big runs of that. Um, yeah, and the most uh, the most recent one included Turbo HUD users, which uh, which looked originally like. It's absolutely a break of uh, a breach of toss, but it looked like Turbo HUD users were largely excluded from the first and second band wave, so it was very interesting. So, do we think that that's the best time to ban the botters at the very end of the season? I mean, it seems to have the most, the lowest chance of them to just come back and reachieve what they achieved. Yeah, absolutely. For, from the botting perspective, from the botters' perspective, it is absolutely because they can't come back with new accounts and, and make a push. But um, I think for the average player who maybe doesn't expect a ban wave because there haven't been, there's, I think there's the second one in Blizzard history. Yeah, there's no consistent it, pattern. Yeah, so they, they might look at it and think, well, there's no way I'm going to ever make it. So just come in, get my stash tab or whatever, and then just get out. Yeah, because there seems to be a very strong perception that, that botting is everywhere. There was, there was even some Reddit threads that were like, you know, only... 25% of the, the leaderboard was botters. This is insane. I thought it was much worse. Yeah, well, actually, this most recent one, it looks like it's a lot more than that even. There were people not even in the top 100 or so that were just getting erased. So I, there's, it's a lot more prevalent. Also, Turbohead, I think, is a lot more prevalent than, um, than the botting is. I think people are, are okay with running Turbohead because it doesn't feel as cheating as, as botting does. But yeah. This is not WoW. You do not get to run add-ons. That is not not in line with Blizzard's ideals. Absolutely. 
So for all the botters out there who need new accounts, feel free to use our affiliate link with Amazon to buy new copies of Diablo and ROS. But also, I hope you get banned again after you buy a new account. Yeah, so you can buy more from us. It's great. <laughs> I like that too. Um, and now we're going to go over the top performing builds on the PTR. There's a video on Riker's channel at YouTube slash Riker. And with that, call in a summary, please. All right, so first I'll talk about the Barb. Their current set in live, the top set is Raycors, doing 90 with a last pushed by Chainer, who's back to the top now that there's been a bunch of band waves. Hey. They, um, the only difference between live and PTR is instead of Vile Wards in the cube, they've, they've thrown in the Scholar's Salvation, which is also awesome this, this, set, this season because Raycors is the free set this season. So that, I might be looking at that myself. Uh, next one is Crusaders. Invokers is, was the free set this last season. It's actually the top set next season, too, according to the PTR. Right now, the top set in live is 93, the LON set. The new Crusader build with Invokers runs Hack instead of Pig Sticker, which is, uh, applies your thorns on every attack, every swing. Vitoya Spiker instead of the Akrat's Awakening, which is uh, whenever you provoke, they take double damage from um, thorns. So the pig sticker's gone, and the blood brother is actually replaced by that Akrat's Awakening so that you keep that cooldown reduction. The free set this season for them will be a cons, unfortunately, which I'm pretty sure is the weakest performing of their sets at the moment. That's, uh, I think the most popular cons setup is Condemn, which is a lot of fun, but it's, it's really squishy. As for the Demon Hunters... Top set and current set are both the same. Uh, Lon, Strafe, Fan of Knives, Shimizu's. Uh, that's nothing has changed for them. The free set this season is uh, Marauders, which is a big deal. That was until the end of the season when all the Lon kids started pushing. Marauders was the top, and Marauders got a pretty decent buff too. So Marauders will probably still be really high. Uh, for Monk, we're looking at Ina's. Rainment combination, which is kind of strange. Uh, Uliana's is right behind that. Uh, current live is, is Ina's. The numbers are a little bit foggy. Right now in PTR, they're down 89, and in live, they're at 91. That's probably just a population issue. The free set this season for them is going to be Ina's, so that'll be a great start to that push. For Witch Doctors, Helltooth is the top build at uh, 95, beating out Live's 90 Lawn Bats currently, which uses um, Short Man's Fingers, Soul Harvesters, Star Metal Kukuri, and their free set will be Zunimasa's, which is the single, the very single target bunch of fetishes shooting your, your dart when you shoot your darts, kind of like Marauders a little bit. And then for Wizards, Firebirds, which was the free set this season, is no longer the free set, is doing the best. At 102, it's, uh, it's actually running an Archon fire setup, which is very strange because it's outperforming Veers by quite a bit. Uh, live DMO, obviously, is, uh, is the highest at 92. Let's talk about that Firebird set for a minute. It seems against what Blizzard would normally intend for the... So let's stop and, and cover the Firebird set for a minute. It seems strange to me that there is a Archon set and the build that is doing the best is using the Archon skill without actually using that set. Yeah, they're using Firebirds instead. That's, it is very strange. And uh, it's, it's, 
I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to change it. They have, I think they have time. It would be kind of strange if they, if they were to, to fix it light because usually the PTR patch at this point is the one that's going to be live for the season. I think this is a live candidate without any major problems. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, I, I think, I, personally, I think the Archon build just has too many supporting items and that might be the issue here. Like, the Firebird set runs the Swami hat, the Fazula's belt, and the Shantoto set along with the six-piece. I think the Veers itself doesn't do enough and that Shantotos and Swami and Fazulas are probably doing too much, maybe. Maybe that's what the problem is. Um, personally, I don't know that that's a problem. I think it's, it, it obviously doesn't make sense, but I don't think it's a problem necessarily. What I do actually think is a problem, going back to the Monk one, is Blizzard is typically not okay with you splitting sets in the past. And uh, the Monk and even the Barb are splitting sets right now. And for a while, the Crusader was splitting Akon plus Invokers. They might actually still be splitting Akon slash Invokers. I haven't checked in a little while. So and that that it's so I don't know if they're just relaxing what they care about, but yeah, it's this is a very strange season compared to previous ones. Yeah, it seems like in the past they've taken a pretty heavy hand on the whole. This is our vision for how builds should look, and we're gonna yeah. modify stuff to make that the case. We think you should play it like this, so play it like this, kind of, sort of. Exactly. But uh, what we've seen them being flexible, like like Legacy of Nightmares being introduced this season for the first time, is is absolutely them saying, you know, make your own thing. So maybe they're maybe they just decide that that's healthier for the game. So. Yeah. So moving on to four player. Well, hold on. The free set oh. for Wizard before we do that is actually hilariously Del Sears. Firebirds was the best. Is going to be the best season presumably next season and it was the free one this season and now they've swapped Del Sears is now the free set but yeah so anyway on to the four players the top performing builds right now are uh, they've dropped a monk in favor of a demon hunter which is very confusing so and on that note is the are they taking a similar role is the demon hunter doing the same thing the monk used to do not at all not even close demon hunter don't even have abilities that can do what the monk was doing the, the monk's primary uh, role was was like gathering all the mobs on the screen to a tight little point so that the wizard could just nuke that point on the screen with mm -hmm. cyclone strike wizard or the sorry the demon hunters are spamming calamity basically calamity is the debuff that puts that puts 20% increased damage taken on all the mobs and it and it scatters across everything they have little runes above their head mm -hmm. and uh basic, so basically the demon hunter is spreading calamity like the plague and has the boar companion that now affects the entire group and that's, that's all they really changed for the Demon Hunter. Demon Hunters, back in the old day when they were support, they were always Calamity support as well. So I, it's, the Barb can, can group, and I didn't actually look at the Barb setup. Maybe the Barb setup is a leak, Leapquake setup, which actually is pretty Cyclone Strike E in, in, its, in the way it works. But typically the Barb is uh, run and pull with Ancient Spear and then run back to the group and then let the, the monk suck them in. So it's I, it's very strange. I'd I'd like to see it. I haven't seen it work yet, but that's currently what's going on. It seems like changes are afoot, which is never a bad thing, really. Yeah, and the DPS for the wizard um, previously was DMO. Now it's that Firebird's Archon build. And so we're seeing the same build in both solo and four player. Yeah, which is exactly like this previous season. That is very true. Yeah. So moving on, next season. Look, let's start looking ahead. Um, have you picked out what you're going to play? Do you do you know? 
Uh, I don't. I definitely want to pick something that'll that'll crush the season quick. I'm not a big fan of them. I'd like to get them in, get them done, and get out of them. And so the free set will actually be the free set and how they perform are big deciding factors for me. M6 being the free set and Demon Hunter being my class makes that very attractive. But I've played a lot of Marauders. This last season I played on Hollowed Essence just because I was so tired of Marauders. So maybe not Marauders. But I do like that Raycor is still the top build. It is a, it's a very fast build. To play, like it clears rifts really quickly. It's a really good farming and pushing build all in one, and it's the free set. And I don't typically pay, play Barb, so yeah, nice that change. was my comment. Was you're finally gonna take the dive into Barb? Yeah, that's Barb. I think Barb is the only class that I don't have serious game time on, and that's uh, that'll probably change season six for me. I mean, that's a good thing though, is to have experience with all of the classes. I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. It's just to get the season journey done. <laughs> If, I'm, uh, I'm trying to like paint you in a better light here, man. Let me do this. <laughs> if Unhallowed Essence was the free set, I would just Unhallowed Essence the whole way. That that build is so much. It's not terribly fun, but it's quick. It's competitive. Just get it over with. Just but you know. So what about you? What are you thinking? I'm leaning towards the uh, probably the Firebirds Archon, just because. Just because you're a che- cheesy cheater. Yeah, I mean, I've played. Every time I come back, Wizard is in the best, like, is the top class of the game at the time. So, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm chasing that power dream. You like, mean all three times in Diablo's history? All three times that I've played, yeah. So, yeah. You know. But also, I mean, Archon was, it was the first build that I really played when I started back in, when I first hit 60 in, in vanilla. And so it, it's kind of got that nostalgia aspect to it for me. Nah, call it what it is. It's, it's most comfortable because it's the only thing you know. I just want to mash the the point blank AOE button. I don't know what's so wrong with that. Yeah, dude, that's that's why I want to play Raycor. I just <laughs> slam my face into the same thing over and over. It looks like so much fun. <laughs> Fair enough. So for me, I'm obviously chasing the top build. But what about you? Your three seem to be primarily focused on just finishing through that uh, the season journey as soon as possible. Yeah, like I said, they have to be. They have to be top pushing. They have to be part of the free sets. Like I, I would honestly rather do Unhallowed Essence, but Unhallowed Essence isn't the free set. So, so that's why I'm looking at Rakers. Yeah, you just don't want to fight through that gearing stage. Yeah, exactly. I just want to get it over as quickly as possible and as painlessly as possible. Fair enough. So, moving along, we've got Power Creep this season. Seems to be a much in a much lighter stage. We've seen some pretty hefty jumps in the past, I hear, and and that is just not the case this season. That's um, true. Yeah. This uh, this most previous season, it was pretty pretty egregious. Everybody was calling it Power Leap instead of Power Creep. I don't have uh, I don't remember exact numbers for you, but I remember season four. We had the top one to get for the conquest was sixty, I believe, and then this season it was it was seventy, which is pretty crazy. And next season it's actually only seventy five. When you when you beat seventy five, that's that's all you're required to do. So. That should that right there gives you a feel for the numbers, how the numbers will look this time around, and even the PTR. It hasn't, it doesn't look like there have been that many people who have put their much time into PTR, but um, it's even the PTR looks like a smaller jump upwards. So we're having slightly less in power creep, Does which it, is good. Yeah. Yeah. Do we do we expect to continue to see power creep? Like, I mean, do they do they have some goal here? Is there some end game in their minds? 
I gotta wonder. I, I think it's. I think Power Creep personally is really good, especially with all the implementations recently. Like, um, the getting a gem to level twenty five isn't that hard for most people. But if you only ever hit two hundred Paragon in a season, getting a gem to twenty five is actually a pretty big deal. But even beyond that, with the introduction of the uh, Keldasan's Despair, the augments, it's uh, you need a gem. You can put a fifty gem in your in your gear, but that'll only give you two hundred fifty main stat. Like that's. That's decent, but that's not that much. I was throwing uh, 65s, I want to say, into all my gear this season, and I felt like that was barely enough. So, And I think the power creep assists with our ability to more readily have uh, those augments available to us because that means we can do the higher GRs and, and level gems to higher levels. Which And it, feels, it just feels good, I think, to have higher paragon and, and all your gear augmented and all your gems at least to 25, if not augmented. And I think that's what Blizzard's going for. So it seems like this is, it looks at very least like they're going for a, everyone gets to experience all of the content, everybody gets to hit all of those, my character is awesome power, like checkboxes. Yeah, all the milestones, all the achievements that mm. are, are less explicit, but are, are definitely still there, yeah. But they're doing a good job of keeping that still even though, yes, you can accomplish this base level, there's also a lot of content that, as a casual, I'm an hour, a couple hours a week player, I'm just never going to see, you know, the end of Conquest. Is that... That, and I think that's that's something Blizzard's okay with, especially because now that um, stash tabs are in the mix, they, they've said that they don't want any, everybody getting them, and they've put them on too high of a shelf for everybody to get them, which is, is okay, I guess. Uh, I think I think that's okay. They uh, they they can't obviously give everybody all the stash space that everybody wants because their back end can't handle it. They've they've said that to us, so I think the way that they've done it is 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 good. So speaking of content that not everybody's going to get all the way through, we've got the the first season of set dungeons behind us, and how oh did that God, uh <laughs> didn't end well for you? Uh no no it didn't like most people I think I uh, that was part of my original plan my original design document included completing the, those set dungeons and oh my god I think after after 25 attempts at Shadows Mantle I just it was I, yeah that was the last one I needed I got it I got my, my Demon Hunter pennant and I was just satisfied with my life moving on I, I will eventually get the Crusader ones but I'll wait till my sanity's had a chance to heal they uh they definitely don't feel like they they were iterated on enough yeah, I had a similar experience with the Firebirds one where it was the community guides were always like, oh, we'll just, you know, put on a blue weapon from the vendor. And it's just like, well, this is really how I complete the content is putting on shop bot vendors. Like, I spent all this time working on this gear and now I have to take most of it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. buy garbage to to make myself weak enough. So one thing that they did change for a lot of the sets this time around on this patch was that uh, like the unhallowed essence was um, and wrath of the waste is there's like a you have to hit 30 guys with an ability or 20 to 30 guys with an ability and if you hit 18 and you miss the two that are just on the edge of the of the screen you couldn't hit those same 18 again because they were considered hit already well now you can you can hit them again and ha and include those two that you missed or whatever and they will f they'll fully count again for for the 20 which is really nice it sounds like a bug fix from where I'm sitting. Yeah, well, yeah, it should have been a bug, but 
it was so frustrating in doing the unhallowed essence one to, to hit 19 and to see your arrow go through the 20th one but it didn't hit him and then you can't you can't just reshoot the group again from a bit a, a different angle right it was very frustrating but they also did a lot of confusing things like the marauders dungeon is probably the easiest one in in the game at least from my perspective and they 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 changed it to make it easier Whereas Wrath of the Wastes, which is arguably the hardest one, according to the community, I've never even tried it. I'm never even going to try it because screw barbs. They um, wait until next season. Yeah. Oh my god. And you, I have. I'm gonna have to do one too. And I think Raycourse is actually pretty difficult. Oh my god. Anyway, the Wrath of the Wastes one was uh, if you take any physical damage at all, you just fail it, and it's in the keep depth. So if you turn a corner and you get hit before you see the mob, you fail it. But they didn't. The, all they did was change the way the counters work for, for rend, where if you hit 18, you can try again and hit all 20. That's, that definitely makes it easier, but that's missing the, missing the point. But, you know, I don't know that they're uh, upset with, with them being this difficult. They have said that they want you to play differently than you would normally play. Kind of confusing to me, but that's, that's, if that's their intention, then it's absolutely working. It's making me run around my my room yelling at myself and my computer you're having a lot of fun playing the game while doing the set dungeons so much fun probably the most fun i've ever had uh, i've i've yeah along with the previously mentioned unequipping gear another thing that people are that i'm reading for my particular struggle is just pick a different set but as a extremely casual player this most recent season i i got my free set i wanted to use my free set and it was yeah, and you got Firebirds. Yeah, so and Firebirds is nearly impossible to do without very, you know, a very strong understanding of how the game worked, and I just, I wasn't there. I wasn't... And... Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, I don't know. There are There is a, a portion of the community that loves them, which confuses the hell out of me, but that they, they exist. And there are people who have done all of them. Every single one of them achieved the, the wings, which is insane. So moving right along, we've got the uh, the talk of the expansion, the second expansion versus a new whole brand new engine. We've seen some job postings. I mean, what are what are your thoughts on those? I think Diablo three expansion two is more likely than Diablo four, and I think that because we have, according to Nine Ball from Westmarch Workshop, where he was at uh, BlizzCon this last this last year. He said he got a, a pseudo leak from one of the devs saying that uh, the next this this year's the next BlizzCon, we were going to lose our minds. Diablo fans were going to lose our minds, and to me that indicates something immediate, not something in the future. And unless they were working on Diablo Four the second they sh- shipped Diablo Three, I really don't see them having a whole new title ready. Um, their original documents that they submitted to their investors showed Diablo 3 expansion 1, expansion 2 on it. So it makes more the most sense, in my opinion, for uh, an expansion 2. But the postings were very, very indicative of a new Diablo title. Uh, it was said something along the lines of, more stories to tell in the Diablo universe. And But it said it in a, in a more explicit to... A new title. So, it like the the actual posting, the job posting itself said, Blizzard Entertainment is seeking exceptionally skilled and passionate senior concept artists to help drive the vision and characters 
and worlds in our next hit game. Next hit game obviously doesn't sound like expansion two, which is where the whole argument comes from. That that wording is very new title. We're looking for artists that are self-starting, versatile, and enjoy being part of a collaborative environment. Duh. The ideal candidate shares our sensibilities, loves dark medieval worlds, and feels there are countless stories left to tell in the, in the Diablo universe. Which, that second part could be an expansion. That first part, definitely next hit game. I don't know. I, part of me has to wonder if they knew that we'd see that and they want to they wanna get us talking. But I think I still think it'll be expansion two over Diablo four. Yeah, I mean everything that we've seen out of Blizzard in the past implies that it will be an expansion. We've seen them use engines for years past when they probably start to have you know gone bad and need to be replaced. We StarCraft one was around for ten plus years. Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft rather, is still around in its more or less original state. It, it's. Diablo 2 just got a patch the other day. <laughs> exactly. So we've seen that they're willing to support these engines for a long time. And Diablo's the most recent major release that they've had. This is not... This engine is not due for a re-up. And yeah, and I think... Again, I think going back to the BlizzCon thing, if we're going to have something to lose our minds over, I'm not going to lose my mind over, hey, Diablo 4 is coming in 3-4 years. I will lose my mind over... Hey, sometime next year, expansion too. The one thing that is kind of pushing me towards the belief of the new game is the idea that they may want some kind of restart in the public eye. We've seen a lot of negative press about Diablo in the past. I still have friends that I can't get back into the game because they remember how awful it was on release and how much complaint there was about it on release. And by putting out a whole new title they're going to circumvent some of that ill will that they've gained. I mean, maybe, but at the same time, maybe you should fix Diablo 3 in their perspective first. I know that there's definitely still a large number of, of uh, the, the would-be community who have just completely written off Diablo 3 because of how, how it was so far. Diablo 3 feels to me like it's actually a brand new game as of very recently, because until very recently, in my opinion, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. And now it is, it's absolutely worlds above where it was when it launched. Yeah, and as, as someone who's just come back, indeed, a super, it's, it's a very enjoyable experience nowadays. Yeah, why didn't you listen to me? I, I've been telling you for months, man. It's better. Just come back. Come back and play. I mean, apparently it is, and, and that's where I'm at now. So I hope you're happy you've ruined my life. Thank you for listening to me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so are we good on set dungeons? Did you have anything else to say on that front? Not on set dungeons, but going back real quick to uh, to you not having played and coming back, it's actually easier than ever to get back into it because of icyveins.com and Deadset specifically. He writes he writes guides on the sets every season at the start of every season, refreshes them, and you can find those at Icy Veins, and or you can also watch his videos on YouTube uh, slash Deadset Gaming. Or follow him on Twitter at Deadset Gaming. Uh, he breaks them all down. He changes them. He adds the items that have been swapped in and swapped out updates the legendary gems so yeah set dungeons set dungeons still suck don't do that but if you want to come back in and you don't know what to play or remember what was good or or anything like that you can always check out his guides that's i highly recommend those but yeah, yeah now nothing else now yeah that was actually something you sent to me when i first came back and they were they've been super helpful in my time yeah and he breaks them down like 
pushing builds and farming builds. I just dead sets my my homeboy. I love him. <laughs> He's your hero. Yes. All right, then with that, let's uh, wrap it up and move on. Um, so if you have any questions or feedback you want to give us, you can email us collectively at nephilimofsanctuary at gmail.com. That's N-E-P-H-A-L-E-M of sanctuary at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at NOS Podcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Kulana. That's at K-U-L-A-N-A-H. You can follow me on Twitter at Anukshuk, N-O-S. That is I-N-U-K-S-H-U-K-N-O-S. And if you want to short support the show, we've got a couple of ways for you to do that. We've got a Patreon over at patreon.com slash Podcast. We're going to have an Audible link in the show notes if you want to sign up for a free trial for that. So you get a 30-day free trial with no obligation required. I'm actually a consistent member right now that I started through one of these. And it's, it's been a great service. Um, so we'll have a link to that in our show notes, which you can find either on the Patreon page, on the Twitter, or over at our WordPress, which I'm going to update as soon as possible. Um, but that's nospodcast.wordpress.com. And that's it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody.